Welcome to the Media Bubble Podcast. It's the podcast that talks about all geeky media-related topics. I'm Carol, and he's Frederick. Let's get this show on the road. Hi, everyone. Uh, today, we are covering a very special topic, uh, namely uh, the zombie, vampire, people-eating uh, grotesque series called Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, Tokyo Ghoul. A series that I have... Uh been a fan of for a long while and Carol read through it quite recently. Yes, I've almost I've almost read through through the entirety in like a week. Yeah. But before before I guess we talk freely about the series, I just thought that we would go through some basic information. So uh, we are going to cover the two mangas Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul Re, which was created by Shu Shu is Ishida. Uh, and the Tokyo Ghoul original run ran, ran from ran 144 chapters and its sequel Tokyo Ghoul Re 179 chapters and uh, a total and it ran and both uh, series ran at from 2011 to 2018. So the latest Tokyo Ghoul chapter would have been released Five years ago. Yeah, I guess it. Oh, that's that's quite a, a longer than I, I had imagined, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. Be- I'm go. I'm thinking of explaining what is a ghoul. And the ghouls are, they're kind of human-shaped uh, monsters, you can say, or not not really monsters, but. Uh, that's how human looks at them in the beginning of the series. Uh, they they eat human flesh, and the the reason why they eat human flesh is because everything else for them is uh, incredibly disgusting. Uh, and there's some some similarities, or there's a lot of similarities to vampires w- with the ghouls. Uh, the only thing a ghoul actually can drink seems to be coffee uh, that seems to be the only thing that they aren't disgusted by uh, but yeah they uh, other otherwise it's a uh, human meat and uh, next I, w- I was thinking of just going through some of the characters just uh, quickly and these are characters that you're kind of meet in the beginning of the series I didn't want to straight too far into the future so i just yeah t- 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 i think this. you made a good decision here since uh as the series goes on it introduces a lot of characters and it's kind of hard to remember all of them i had to check the wiki more than on one occasion to just remember who everyone is yeah the to- tokyo ghoul also ha- has that thing of introducing a character uh, at one point uh, and then introducing them again uh, a, bi- a bit of a time later on. So it's quite hard to remember some of them. But at least the ones you've picked right now are the ones that are most important, at least in the first part of the series. Yeah, we have Ken Kaneki, who is a one-eyed ghouled, ghoul. And then we have uh, some other who... Uh, uh, like his fr- friend uh, Hideshi, uh, who is a human, and uh, yeah. 
and they're both classmates. They go to the same school, and they've been friends since forever. Yeah, and uh, Kaneki, he uh, he starts off as a human. He isn't a ghoul originally. That, that's why he, he's called a one-eyed ghoul. He's kind of a half a human and half a ghoul. And, yeah, he's uh, like the between worlds kind of kind of situation there. And then we have, uh, uh, yeah, some. Uh, when when he turns into a ghoul, he gets a wor- work for a ghoul in a cafe, which is owned by Yushimura, who uh, who is an older gentleman. He's like one of the oldest characters in the whole series. Yeah, uh, you can call him the wise old man. Yeah. And he helps Kaneki come to the fact that he is a ghoul, and uh, he helps stave off his hunger, because, like Fredrik said, they cannot eat anything that normal humans would. So instead, he eats blood-soaked sugar cubes just for him to continue, like, living and not die of hunger. Yeah, uh, the people that also work works on this this, uh, specifically cafe, yeah. Uh, they they also get meats from or human meat from uh, a, a popular suicide spot in Tokyo, I guess. Yeah. So as you said, they eat human meats. They they gotta get this meats from somewhere. But Yoshimura tries to, I don't know, instill family like, not familiarity, but like compassion towards humans for to, to his coworkers. Yeah. Um, so he tries to kind of do it without actually like hurting anyone, like because if somebody already offed themselves, it's not hard to think like yeah, well he's already dead. Let's just continue living. And mm. uh, next we have uh, to- Toka, who is a uh, one year younger than Kaneki, and so they go to different uh, school in the beginning of the series. She she is a ghoul. <laughs> yeah, and she works uh, at the cafe uh, run by Yoshimura. Yeah. Uh, and she's also the one who, like, protects the turf of the cafe. Um, since not all ghouls are kind. Um, they are, in fact, very territorial. They're kind of monsters walking in human skin. And they have territories from where they feed. Yeah, they're kind of in... They kind of just are like humans. There are some good ghouls and some bad ghouls. Exactly. But and, mostly uh, bad. And, and, some, and some crazy ones too. Yeah, which, which, which leads to the next character, Miss Rize Kamishiro. Spoiler, uh, spoiler warning here. This character isn't around for a long in the series. Yeah, I think... she. I mean, Rize is a... Frequent visitor to the cafe, she moved from another ward specifically to go to live in the 24th ward where everything is taking place. And Riza is kind of this manic, I will do whatever I want, I'm too powerful, it's like survival of the fittest kind of gal. And she is kind of the kickstart of this whole shebang, of this whole story. Mm. Uh, she She's also kind of the reason why Kaneki becomes a ghoul. Yeah, because Kaneki gets caught up in 
an assassination plot to kill Rize. And since he was caught up in everything, he was badly injured, and some of the organs from Rize were transpla transplanted into Ken, making him a one-eyed ghoul. Uh, let's see, and then Kotora Anon, uh, yeah. age 26. Uh, uh, I was actually a bit too surprised when I saw Rize's age. I thought she would be a bit older, but anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anon is a human who is... Uh, you can say uh, a police for uh, ghouls. Yeah, he, he works he for the CCG. Yeah, he works for a company that is trying to hunt down ghouls and kill them. Yeah, uh, CCG, Asterix said, is also... Uh, they're specifically trained. They're, they're usually people who have lost their loved ones to ghouls or are extremely capable at eliminating ghouls because like they're not like police in normal manner no they kill they kill ghouls like mm. on site yeah so it's kind of hardcore in that way oh something i didn't mention when we were on ghouls when i think about it ghouls have have these specific uh, what can you call them uh, tails or weapons yeah weapons kind of uh things that uh, are specific to each ghoul. Uh, and the CCG also takes, when they kill a ghoul, they also take the weapon from the ghouls and use them to fight ghouls. Yeah, which is extremely morbid since they're using dead parts of one's living ghouls and use them to defeat other ghouls. Like... When you look at this whole situation from a ghoul's perspective, it's like, yeah, they're just using body parts of our fallen comrades to fight us and kill us even more. Uh, but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because Amon is... I'm glad you actually picked him because he, he is like the foil to Ken. Yeah, he's he, he is kind of... He gets connected with Ken Kaneki in, in the series because... There, there, there are some points where uh, the two of them, they, they are in different worlds, but they can kind of understand each other in some way. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, specifically what comes to mind is the first scene when they meet. Uh, Amon is not a, like, he kind of gets this connection with Ken once they started talking, when Toka is being assaulted by his superior, right? Yeah. Those those are the, like the main players, so most important people in the story. Yeah, so far. especially in the beginning of the series, there are are coming a lot of other people in that has importance. But yeah, these are kind of some of the most important people in the run. I can say you can say. Yeah, and also these are good to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, these are the first people you meet, so you will have the most grasp on them. Mm. Although this series has a penchant for introducing characters and as you said, reintroducing them very later on. Like you think that they won't be returning or that the, the author just forgot about them and at that point, bam, they're back. Yeah, kind of. There's, there's a lot of examples of, of those actually. Yeah, I can think of a few already. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 
uh, a quick mention on uh, one thing. The series had an anime which released in 2014. Uh, I, w- I, w- I will say that uh, uh, the Tokyo Ghoul has four had four different seasons, and three of them are uh, bad. So, but I will admit that I really, really enjoyed the first season. I really think that that is a good, good season of Tokyo Ghoul. Can I admit to something? Uh, yeah, if you want to. I have never seen the Tokyo Ghoul anime. No, I didn't think you had, to be honest. No, <laughs> true, actually. Uh, but did I miss anything important? Is there any f- well, anime if you, exclusive? Well if, you, well, if you want... Oh, there's some anime exclusive. The second season like did, did their own thing, and they, that uh, didn't follow the manga. Yeah. But was that case only for the second season, or did they continue with just making an altered story in the later Well, well the, the thing with the Tokyo Ghoul anime is, as I said, the first uh, anime is good. It fo- follows the manga. It, it's excel- excellent. It had good visuals. If you want to experience so, some of the earlier parts of Tokyo Ghoul, I would say see the first season, then go to the manga. Uh, the second season of Tokyo Ghoul strayed away in that they didn't follow the manga anymore. So that became quite uh, quite weird when they did a third and fourth season. Because the, in the ter- third season they're kind of just ignored, ignoring what happened in the second season. And you just kind of pick up on where the manga left off. Wait, uh, what? That that's so weird. And uh, Tokyo Ghoul re anime also also the Tokyo Ghoul re was not really that good. And I I haven't actually watched Tokyo Ghoul re. I I just watched one clip and I was like, no, not for me. Uh, and what what I will say, the biggest problem uh, with Tokyo Ghoul re is that. Uh, it had two seasons and in total 20, 26 episodes and 26 episodes for a manga which was uh, even uh, longer than the first series yeah it was like 177 uh, chapters something like that that yeah. just doesn't fit into tw- 26 episodes that smoothly yeah I can imagine like because when I started reading uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re, I noticed that you have to pay attention a lot more than the first series. At least that's what it felt for me. Um, so it took me a lot longer to read it. So yeah, I cannot imagine them putting everything in only 26 episodes. Yeah, Tokyo Ghoul is almost, almost feels like you also need to backtrack a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like, I, I, like there are some parts where... Hmm, maybe I should go back and just check on that again. But for for now, I'm just thinking of uh, we're doing a spoiler warning here, and I'm just kind of thinking of let's just talk freely about this series that we both enjoyed. I I guess like I I have seen read this series for a long time. I uh, picked up a little bit on it recently because of this episode. But Carol here has to read it 
quite recently. And what what are your impre- impressions of, of it? First impressions? I'm kind of sad I didn't pick it, pick it up earlier. <laughs> I'm having boatloads of fun just reading about it. And it's interesting. I'm, I'm not bored. I just want to mm. see what happens next. Yeah. What, one thing that I kind of feel with Tokyo Ghoul is that... if Or that I thought about recently is that... If you're thinking that Tokyo Ghoul will go in some kind of... In one certain direction... Then I feel like you, you're kind of wrong because I feel like this series is kind of unexpected in what actually is going to happen next in this series. Yeah, because none of the predictions I had panned out. Yeah, uh, like when you're finished with Tokyo Ghoul, Ghoul uh, the first, I feel like there's some expectations you have of how the story will continue in its, its sequel. And it does not really do what I expected it to do. No, not me neither. Okay, so thank. So again, spoiler warning. But throughout Tokyo Ghoul, there is this fight between the ghouls and the CCG. And at the end of the uh, of the first run, Ken Kaneki dies. Well, dies in quotations. Um, he basically meets meets this super uber powerful dude named. Uh, What's his face? Uh, I, I know his face. I I have it as a picture on here. Kisho Arima. Yeah. And basically, he is the superstar of the Ghoul Police. Mm. Uh, as they fight, Ken loses pretty horribly, and we have a, a manga panel when when he's like without any limbs, just spouting, crying, no eyes, and it's kind of set up and as he will be killed. And everyone thinks he's killed. And you think, okay, when there's still Tokyo Re, what is gonna happen? He joins the CCG? Yeah, Ken, Ken Kaneki for a while joins the CCG and... Uh, or in some way he Ken Kaneki doesn't. It's his alter ego, Hisei, that joins the CCG. Yeah, it's like his way of trying... Because throughout the original run... He gets so traumatized by everything he goes through, he needs to, like, cut off from that part of himself mm. just to function again in society. Yeah, if, if I'm going to... Ken Kaneki is kind of a tragic character in many ways because there just happens shit to, to him every time that just makes him have mental, mental breakdowns every <laughs> so, so often. Like, like, if you're going to read Tokyo Ghoul, expect for Ken Kaneki to have multiple... Bra- Bad times. Yeah, breakdowns. <laughs> but well, now you say it, but I think... He's not the character that suffered... Well, he is. Although there are also the other characters who suffered quite a lot. Well, uh, there's a lot of character that uh, suffers. But continuing off... Uh, when the sequel begin and he joins the CCG because in a lot of ways it kind of like wipes almost the slate clean because you expect the other characters to still play a role like after he dies there's a lot of like Tuka, uh, the gang at the cafe like Hideyoshi what is he gonna do um, 
like uh, all of the Ken, uh, all of Ken's followers. Like, what's up with the clowns? There's apparently clowns, uh, and we don't see that once we go into the second run, or at least in the beginning. It takes time to go back to to the rhythm. Yeah, it's a, like uh, that that whole part when he joins the CCG. Or um, it is it feels so weird compared to the rest of the series in some way because there it's kind of like yeah here's a bunch of new new people and some of the people that worked on the ccg are, uh, that you followed in the original run are gone and uh, yeah there, there's just a lot of new i guess you can say yeah and a lot of the time we don't even get that much screen time with the old characters because no that's once... that they rarely happened in that part yeah, because for example, when we go back to when we go to the CCG, we get more time with Kisho Arima and like uh, Ken's new pupils, the Kinkies, right? Yeah, those guys. But like Akira Mado, like the the scientist's daughter, she's still here. She's just like really off the screen a lot of the time. Yeah, she is one of the few characters that actually you see some from time to time. There, there's there's also that character who with uh, Yuzu. Wh- yeah, white here that has like scars on his face. No, no, they weren't scars. I actually got them. Uh, because Yuzu, he, he uses like stitching. It's like s- stitches, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I just kind of tried to describe how we looked. And I looked it up online that real people do this. That doesn't surprise me, to be honest. No, I'm not either. <laughs> um, uh, actually, uh, speaking about Yuzu, what did you think about his character? Well, well uh, he was an interesting character in the way that, as I said, the series doesn't go really as you, you would think sometimes. Because first you just see him as some kind of crazy killer. And then, you, and then he has this backstory which... Makes you kind of feel for him a tiny bit. But he's but, also... It like reinforces that he's also a crazy killer. Yeah. And, and, then, and then I felt like he didn't go really somewhere after that. Like he's, he's in the series, but... Uh, I, I'm not... I'm, I, I have some trouble remembering certain things, but there, does there happen some more development for him? Yeah, okay, so during like the final chapters of the first book, of the first series. Yeah, no, that uh, I know of. So, yeah, you remember like Yuzu, he was being taken care of by this guy. Uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah, the... Yukinori, the, the guy, the, the, the older guy. That he, we're, not that was real, like... we're not really good at remembering name, we're good at remembering characters. Exactly. <laughs> So he started fighting with the one-eyed owl, which is like just a monster. We didn't yeah. know that ghosts could do that. It was just like an uber monster, mm. um, because there was this big fight trying to get rid of the restaurant because they figure out, hey, there's ghosts at this restaurant. We need to kill it, ASAP. So a big fight breaks out, and we have uh, Yoshimura, which is the restaurant's owner. He has a daughter, and his daughter is an absolute monster. And she 
and spoilers and she comes to rescue her dad and also kills Yuzu's father figure which is Yukinori in some ways she rescues her dad yeah but she 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 isn't she uses her dad for her own purpose you can say yeah she's she's fucked up <laughs> La, okay if, if we're going to talk about the her, her for a moment there's um one eyed owl i think that was what she was called right yeah she's called eto yeah and she she is the daughter of the restaurant or, or the cafe owner as we, we we said and the special thing about her is she is a one-eyed ghoul as kaneki kaneki because she was born from both a ghoul and a human, which was kind of thought to be impossible for for the ghouls, but apparently she outlived the odds, I guess. Yeah, uh, it was kind of hinted at that uh, her mom ate human meats just so that she could have like nutrients to develop. Yeah, that, uh, no, yeah, that was very hinted on. And uh, there there happened some things later on in the series which. Uh, it's a bit reminiscent of that. Yeah. <laughs> but Edo is kind of the person running... Because she is kind of starting this ghoul uprising against the CCG and against society. She wants to scramble it up and just create... Like, she, she just wants to destroy everything and maybe create something new. Like a world for ghouls. Yeah. When when you... Here's one of the unexpected things about Tokyo Ghoul, I feel like. Because when you are finished with the original run it's a you're kind of very clear in the head of oh is this the main villain of the story and, and then when you read Tokyo Ghoul Re uh, la, like the Eto kind of uh, um, she becomes the main bad guy but doesn't really because she entrusts the whole like the, the Rose organization to Ken yeah, she apparently apparently in the past she and uh, what was his his name now, Carol? Uh, uh, yeah, Arima, Kisho Arima. Yeah, yeah. She and Arima apparently made a plan uh, to to take Ka Kaneki Kaneki, who they felt had potential, and to take him in and make him into. Uh, a, a ghoul that would be able to kill uh, the CCG. To, yeah, to ki kill uh, Noah uh, Arimishima. Can I say, because it, uh, along with that, because like you wonder, okay, why does the leader of the ghoul faction join up with the, with the brilliant boy of the CCG? And guess what? The brilliant boy of the CCG is also a ghoul. But yeah, in, not in some ways he, he was. Yeah, but not exactly, because he's he has, like, enhanced abilities, but he doesn't need to eat meat, but he's like a clone, and he dies faster? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about how what exactly he is, but he has some ghoul in him. And I think, because, I mean, he dies. Mm. Kisho Arema dies, and yeah. I think the author may be realized that having such a powerful character being on the side of CCG kind of makes the whole revolution moot. 
because because he he his death that kind of was the starting point of a revolution for the ghouls which is led by Kaneki when he returns to the ghouls. Who's your favorite character? Prob- probably uh, probably Ken Kaneki because uh, as we kind of said before uh, characters in the series a lot of time comes in and out of the series. Ken Kaneki is the kind of only character that, st- that stays. True. True. Actually true. But can I suggest actually uh, Uri. Cookie Uri. Yeah, you can if you want to. Because I... Because he was giving me similar vibes to uh, to Mado's daughter. So basically he was this arrogant I'll do anything to climb the ranks of the CCG kind of guy. Even if it means I'll sabotage my own team just so that I can get more achievements and get out on top. Why are you such a fan of that character, Carol? Because with the run of Re, it, it, like, he starts to change. I liked how he changed. He stops being such a whiny ass who trains with for himself who doesn't hang out with other people to actually starts caring about other people and there, there also happens that one of the uh, cadets di- yeah. dies also and that, that has a very big impact on him too yeah because he kinda because Uri was really jealous of not being the squad leader but the cadet that died well they were like everyone lived together they were friends on the off time. They ate together, they slept together, they lived together. Which I think is really cool because it's all because of Ken. Because in the CCG, there's this culture of... Uh, how do you say it? Of acceptable loss? Like, yeah. that that your life doesn't really, isn't really worth anything. But thanks because Ken really wanted all of them to live together and work yeah. as a team they make they it made them stronger together and guess, better people i guess that's why ken kanek is the perfect leader because he truly cares for people i guess yeah because he didn't want the the kinkies to end up as weapons he wanted to end up like he wanted to make them good people mm, yeah after eto and uh, uh, his mentor ha- has died through like halfway through tokyo gulri Ken Kaneki also returns to to the ghouls and to Toka and all the older characters to be their leader and uh, to search for for a way for you humans and ghouls to coexist. I guess you can say. I mean, it it, it kind of changes later with the series too, where he's just like, yeah, I actually maybe, but for the most part, I care about the people I have with me. Yeah, that 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 too. Uh, one one thing that al- that also ha- happens is his uh, is his love interest with Toka, which uh, ha- I guess in the series goes a bit up and down. Like they're they're very close to each other in the beginning of the the series. Then in Tokyo Ghoul, uh, to uh, Ken kind of leaves the cafe and he doesn't want. Uh, Toka to come with him so they get separated for a while 
and then when uh, Ken gets this new personality, he, he apparently visits uh, the new cafe of uh, that Toka owns, and he kind of apparently uh, gives her looks that uh, makes Toka think of the way Ken used to look at Risa. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I said before that the series doesn't doesn't really go as you expect sometimes because when they are finally reunited Toka is like right away hey do, do you want do, do you want to do you want to pack? Well, not wait, wait, wait. You're skipping over a bit before before okay. they do the dirty they no, actually once I, I did I didn't want, I didn't mean it that way. I mean that she's very clearly um, know what her feelings is and she wants to go on them. Okay, that with I agree, because it kind of ties to what I wanted to say, which is like I I just tried to find a quick word. <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but she, I mean, it still makes sense. It, it, it. <laughs> there, 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 there happens some things in the in the series that um, makes that line make sense. Trust me. I mean, we can talk about it. I can just put this on explicit, um, which I think we'll have to do anyway. Um, so, because we we'll have to go back a little bit because as Ken is in the CCG, the problem is. He doesn't want to rem- he, he 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 doesn't want to remember or he can't remember the life before the CCG, and everyone else from the previous run doesn't want to involve Kaneki in the Ghoul world. They want him to be happy with the CCG. That's why they don't act and try to make him remember. But once he remembers and frees everyone from the jail, uh, he goes back to the cafe, and Toka finally. Just slaps the shit out of him. And, and says, oh, that felt good. Yeah, because it felt so good. Like, he's finally back, and she can just fuck, freaking punch him for all the, like, like she had to stay away and, like, give him a way of life. And she had feelings, but he didn't know. So just, like, bam! Hmm. On the table. Good for you, Toka. Yeah, good for you. Uh, uh, yeah, also, there. Uh... And also they have uh, graphic... <laughs> there, there's, there's a chapter in this series that's literally, uh, you can say, hentai in some way. Yeah. It, like, it... Like, like, like it's drawn like something more beautiful. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's kind of what it is in some way. Yeah, in a way my jaw dropped when I read it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Because, as you said, you don't know what to expect from this series. And it's just like, okay, I guess we're not doing like a tasteful fade to black. We're actually seeing it. Just like, uh, whoa. Like, 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 the thi- like the thing that surprised me, me the most was, was that the death went on for the whole chapter. <laughs> like, like, like there, there wasn't like just two pages and, oh, oh, we're moving on with the stories. No, that was the whole chapter and... Actually, this series tries tries a lot of often to be beautiful in not just its art, but or the art of the series, but also in the way it's 
It's presented. It's, it's presented, you, you can say. And also, like, because, as you said, it went for a full chapter, but it wasn't, like, raunchy, horny, silly. It was, like, kind of, they kind of love each other. Yeah, it, as I said, it was, it was kind of drawn as something beautiful. Uh, and and the, one reason why I also wanted to bring bring that up is because uh, that also leads to something which we talked about a bit before. And that is that Toka gets pregnant. Yeah. And uh, because she is a ghoul and uh, uh, Ken is technically still half a human, she apparently ne- needs to eat uh, y- human meat, which is... Extremely hard for a ghoul. No, 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 no you hum, said human, human meat. food. Human yeah, food. human food. Um, which is also kind of a callback to her friendship with, with one of her classmates. That she that she has to force herself to eat like literal trash because she cares for someone so much. Yeah. Also, uh, I like going back to flashbacks. Once, because Toka has a friend in the first first uh, chapters uh, that she really likes, and I did not expect her to come back. No, oh yeah, she returns in some way in the series. Yeah, yeah, like she gets married to what's his face? To uh, someone in the CCG. Yeah, Takomi Kurokawa. So he's the son to the old guy from. Uh, who worked together with the father figure to Yuzu. Mm. He's the one that looks like a Daruma doll. I, I, I feel like we're a bit li- a, a little bit over the, the over everywhere. Well, a, a little bit of, in all the places at the same time, but I guess that's kind of what Tokyo Ghoul is in some way. Yeah, uh, like, but... like, like it's a series who is famous for to be kind of really edgy and in some way it is uh, edgy but it doesn't go fully into that edgy line for it to to become cringy yeah it it, it kind of balances that line between edgy uh, or uh, let's see um artful beautiful but also silly yeah silly and uh uh, heartwarming, you can say, yeah. or, or and heartbreaking in some ways too. <laughs> like, because, like, as you like, said, like every character that in that in that is introduced in this series goes to to some major shit. Like pretty much everyone. But I feel like yes, that's true. But it also takes time to humanize them. Yeah, because it's easy to just throw a character into a blender of tragedy and say, "Now I'm a hearted badass," but even when that happened to Ken, we still had time to like explore his, well, human side, mm. which made it so good. And also, I actually added a slide uh, on my own. I think you saw it. <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. Uh, can I just <laughs> mention something? I uh, there there's. I guess this might be a little bit of spoilers for you. I'm not sure if you have gotten this far, but uh, can I, I also really enjoy just the friendship Ken Kaneki has with his uh, human friend, uh, um, 
What was his name now? Yeah. Check the slide. His name is Hideyoshi. Hideyoshi. That friendship starts in a fun way where the two of them really like each other. They have a bit of different personality. Ken is kind of a bit more uh, quiet, quiet and uh, his friend is a little bit more outspoken in the beginning of the series. So kind of like you and me when I think about it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, that 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 friendship go, goes because Ken becomes a ghoul. He he is like he, I can't really be with my friend anymore. But I don't know that friendship just evolves in a unique and I guess beautiful way. I mean, you said that it was a little bit of a spoiler, but I already spoiled myself. Uh, as I mentioned before, I had to use some of the like of the wiki to see like who's who, and I also said that sometimes you wonder, well, when is this character gonna come back? And I checked what happens with his friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've just checked. Like, yeah, this is the one I've been thinking of. Oh, he's this guy. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I, I, I also guess we can mention. Uh... Or wait, you have a picture of him in the next slide. Let's go to the next slide. Yeah. So, uh, wh what exactly have you brought for me here, Carol? Yes, so I wanted to mention, because this series, being so edgy, emotional, and beautiful, it's also really fun to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's silly. <laughs> mm. like, like the main, main villain of this, this whole series. Which, for a long time, we don't even know is the main villain. Is a clown. Yes, he's a clown. <laughs> like, I've read on the wiki before started being like, yeah, the clown purge. Or the, the clown, wait, what's the event called? Something, something clowns. I'm just like, okay, is this going to be serious? And then it became serious because the main bad guy, he, okay, all of his plans are finalized. He has, like, almost complete control over the CCG, and he comes out to, like, a grieving, full full place of soldiers in a fancy glasses that spell party and mm. fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this man gives no fucks. He just does whatever he wants. He has, like, respect. Yeah, the the main villain is also kind of surprising. As I said, when you are finished with Tokyo Ghoul, you, you have some expectation of what the villains are for that series. But but the other villains of but the I guess the final villain is into has already been introduced. But you don't really t think of him as that serious. That yeah, Be because he's not like he he is dangerous. He's intellect. He's he's intelligent. But also, as he says, like, it's his life, so let's make it a good one. And just decides to fuck up everything, the whole system, just so he can be in power. And it's like, yeah, party, dude. It's also, yeah. He also the, is the one that weirdly makes uh, Ken to a ghoul, because he is the one that kills Risa in an accident that Ken is, uh, that Ken is brought up or affected by. Yeah. Uh, Ken actually also, also uh, asks him, why, why me? And 
and he just kind of just laughs at him and says something like, "Why, why, why you? I, I had no, no idea why you. You're not special in that way. You yeah, were just it's, there." It's so good. <laughs> like I love it. Just like yeah, pure chance. I did not count on you. You were, you were, you were not supposed to be here, dude. <laughs> yeah, th this was a surprise for me too that you're here. <laughs> Uh, and also, I picked uh, actually, um, what's her name? Mado's daughter. I always said it. Say, think of her like that. Uh, Akira Mado. Like, I really like. Just as Yuri was my favorite character in the in the in the in the sequel series, uh, she was my favorite character in the first one. Yeah, because I can understand that. Because she's so smug. And so, like, she tries, like, she is smart, and she she's a smart ass. She will try to talk you down, and, and she will just talk bullshit to you, just so she can manipulate you. But, she's also inexperienced. And she, uh, and, and she's not battle-tested. And as the series goes on, she begins to lose that overconfident smirk, and actually becomes like a, like, like, like a more, like, how do you say it? Like a more competent uh, member of the team, and she also loses that, like that viciousness about her. Yeah, she also has a connection with Amon, which I see you have here, uh, with a cat. Yeah, because he rescues her cat when they when they meet again. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they like la later on meets a they later on meets a, up in the series again and kind of re kind of. Uh, they are reintroduced and kind of moves on with their lives, you can say. Yeah, because, I mean, she was so destroyed. Because before the final battle, everyone thought that Amon was dead. So she believed that too when she was just destroyed. But he comes back and he also allows her to kiss him again at, this, at the graveyard. And we don't even see it. it just, it's just like... Just don't dodge this one. D just don't turn away this time. And it was yeah, you, so you cute. Can, you kind of just see her feet uh, going up a bit. Yeah. And it's like, hell yeah. Woo! <laughs> I, I gotta say that um, Amon had... Uh, I thought Amon would have a bigger role in the sto story's uh, second part than I guess what he did. Uh, like, like I, 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 like in the first series, you really feel like, oh, he's the human eyes of the series who is go going to kind of change. And uh, as I said, with some ways how the series goes, not not as you expect. He doesn't really go in that direction, I guess, in some way. I mean, it also kind of makes sense when you think about it, since we have already Ken at the CCG. He's the human eyes, so Amon becomes a little bit pointless. But it also makes him good because you think he's dead, and then you have a reveal that he's actually alive, and he was thrust in the same position as Ken was in the first series. Yeah, uh, let's see. You have another picture here. Stick your fucking flower in your skull for all I care. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> because he's, uh, as I said, the ser this series is funny to read. Uh, and this is actually a picture of pa 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 pa. Let me see the name. Yeah, I think I know who this is. Uh, Shu Tsukiyama. Yeah. 
Yeah. Master Shu. He's the, he's the gourmet. Remember when I said that there are some crazy ghouls? He's mm-hmm. one of the first you meet. Yeah, he's the one that kidnaps a human lover to one of the one of Kaneki's friends. Like he he has some weird progression also in the series because he he start out he starts out being a real threat and a villain to the main characters, who just kind of later on is just like. Uh, follows them all everywhere and be- becomes a- an ally who they kind of trust. But not really. And then he, like, I, I picked him specifically because it's so cool. I'm not saying, like, this progression could be tropey as, as hell. Because we have characters in anime and manga who are just extravagant and say, Ooh, well, I will follow you because you're the only one that can best me. Or be sick and twisted, but don't change throughout the series. But he does. Like, he becomes extremely depressed once Ken dies. And, or is presumed dead. And he begins to understand that he didn't only hang out with him during the first run. Because he had, like, excellent meat and he wanted to eat him. No. He, like, he begins to self-reflect and understand that he enjoyed being part of, of a friend group. Of people who just coexist and... Are kind to each other. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm and also I'm also starting to think of the one character that also makes masks now too. <laughs> like like you know know the the kind of emo guy who with that always kind of has bla- black eyes. Uh, you mean Uta? Uh, yeah, may, maybe I mean him. Yeah. So yeah, he the mask guy. Yeah. But I kind of just started to remember him now. Uh, also, I... <laughs> that, that didn't lead to anywhere. I'm probably going to cut that out. <laughs> because uh, that also, was... That was a little bit dry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed that. Like, like, it was like, oh, I remember that character. Well, what do I have to say about him? I mean, I, I have something to say about him. He's a clown! I did not predict that. That he'd be a freaking clown. Yeah, he was. He is part of the final battle for the villain side. And it's kind of like, I I did not see this coming. No, me neither. I'm like, okay. Like, he's this... Mis- like, as, I, as you said, I did not expect it. And also, just the clowns. They're just here to, to be silly and see people suffer. That... If I'm being honest, the reason why why I brought brought the the guy up uh, is because he was a clown. And then I started to think, does Carol know that he's a clown yet? Yeah, he's been revealed at the ending of the first run, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I guess that. Also, I just wanted because I I picked this clown here specifically. Like he, like I I love that the CCG was at the beginning. Like, oh, we never met a homosexual ghoul. And just chapters before, hmm, this man is very homosexual. <laughs> like I, I love him. He's he's such a mess. <laughs> yeah, as, as as we said, there's a lot of characters in this. And also, like a lot of like we had like we had a trans a first like trans character introduced in the second series. Uh, like like these are really weird final villains when you think about it. Yeah. Especially like, from what we had before. Because 
when you're going into Re, you expect it to be the One-Eyed King, but it's not. It's the CG CCG being like under new management. Yeah, that, that's kind of how they they treat you because I I guess just experience from how you read other media media just makes you you expect that oh they have introduced this final villain of the story in the one one eyed owl and uh, and then and so you're so focused on that that is the main villain that you kind of just or or ignore ignoring these uh, clowns like no they they can't be <laughs> they can't be that that serious can i also mention talking about one uh, one eyed owl I liked that they introduced her way before you understood that she was the one-eyed owl, mm. because she's the writer for the for the books, right? Yeah, she's the writer for the books that uh, uh, Ken Kaneki enjoys. Uh, enjoys. I think he even uh, mentioned her name in like the, some of the earlier chapters. Yeah, and I think it was just so like I. There's rare, rare, there's a rarely a one-dimensional character in Tokyo Ghoul, because even though she's leading this rebellion against humanity, she's also a writer. She has like an editor, editor that the editor figured out she was a ghoul, but they live in this relationship where he supports her anyway. So she still has like she has humanity. She's not just like I hate humans for what they did. She had a loving mother. She, like, it's cool. You, you. This is a series where you can think about characters and their motivations, and they're clear. Yeah, yeah. Amon, for an example, he his adoptive father was a ghoul, and that that makes him have some weird feelings about the ghouls. I guess you can say. Yeah, this is the reason for why he hesitated to kill Kaneki when they met, mm. isn't it? Yeah, in some ways, yeah, yes. But but he but he also kind of hates his his foster father in the beginning of the series. Do you think that his father, like his adoptive father, actually loved him? In some ways, yes, and and in some ways, no. He, I would say that he loved him, but he still is, but he is still a ghoul and still believes in the ghoul's way. That kind of makes it. A bit of uh, he he loved him in some way, but he he is still like like ghouls are the priority for him. Yeah, I guess he's, he's still a monster mm. at the end of the day. Yeah, actually, one thing that surprised me very much in the series is when uh, did did you feel that the one-eyed old died too early in the series? Because I still felt like when she died, I, I was still like. Are we going to get more details on her? Like she, she felt like such an important character. Uh, like, no. like did, did you feel that she died too early? I think the argument can be made, but I felt like it was quite all right for her to die because she sacrificed herself to save the ghouls and save Ken at the at the at the jail. Yeah, I get. I guess she didn't have more to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I guess we have rambled on Tokyo Ghoul for quite a while now. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed every minute of it. It was fun. Uh, I'm I'm not really sure if there, there was... If, Did we do a good job? Like Did we, we tell we much are, about the story? 
Like we were kind of all over the the, pla- the place and the most were that we talked about, I guess, were the characters, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Not that well, I think about it. Uh, but I feel like, listeners, if anything, this is just a proof of how good the series is. Give, I, it, I guess, give it a go. I, I guess you can hear how much we enjoy, enjoy this, enjoyed it. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, like, I, like, I still like this, this, this is a really fun ride, to be honest. Uh, but uh, I think it's time for us to thank you all for listening. And we hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Don't forget to follow, hit that bell icon, or follow us on socials like Twitter, YouTube, or Tumblr. Also, big thanks to Yahazar for intro and outro comedy. See you again in the next episode and have a wonderful day. <laughs>